prepare yourself for the most wild, entertaining, and random bullshit allowed on air. The Pod Squad Podcast. Check us out online at our social media sites for an inside look at the podcast and more. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pod Squad Podcast. We are back after a week, man. It was kind of a quiet week. I was sick. It's Me too. Just the other day, man, I made a comment to somebody about I never get sick. It's been years. And then, sure shit, man. Hey, you said that shit to me. Yeah, like three days later, all of a sudden, like I came down with some weird thing. I felt like crap within 12 hours. Like fevers. So I didn't like go crazy and posted a bunch of stuff. You got lucky though, man. It it seemed to pass pretty quick. You didn't, you know I mean? It didn't stick with you. Wasn't yeah. like one of those month long where you still got that. I'm three weeks into shit in it. Your chest and it's and, just finally breaking up. Yeah, it's probably from taking that shower with you. I caught it. Yeah. <laughs> I got the mercy. The skit. Man, I don't know. I, I I I slept. I made sure that I like just took it easy and I didn't I didn't overstimulate myself with like a lot of editing and electronics and just kind of relax. Plus my son's birthday party, so I had to do that. So yeah, it didn't do a whole lot, man. But it's funny at the birthday party. Um, I see like a bunch of kids, and and there's a lot of really good kids, so it's not pertaining to everybody. But like I call it the millennial generation. So I think technically like the millennial generation is like 1984 and after. But so I don't know if I have to just classify that or just people in general with kind of the way we are with society. I was thinking about like how this everyone gets an award type mentality, like participation. participation. And maybe there's a time and place, but I think sometimes it devalues the whole experience that they're doing, man. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that makes better kids or, or not? It's hard to say. Uh, it's the whole competitive nature. Is it good for kids? Is it not good? Uh, I don't know. I don't, it's, I'm in between on it because I, I see where competition is good. You know, it, it, it gives kids motivation, drive, and all that. But then I also see where it's not as effective for kids that aren't necessarily good at sports and they get labeled by classmates as being slow, you know, handicap at times, you know, just the the targeting, targeting and bullying is not good for kids. But are they forced to participate in these high school sports, things like that? No, I mean, no. you join at your, your own will, that's, obviously. Yeah, that's, the, that's the thing, so I don't know about the bullying. I mean, you, I was at, I'm talking about a wrestling tournament that just happened here in town, and, um, you know, I think it's sad because there's people that are like, oh, you know, I, it was a great job, I only got four, you know. Not everyone can get first. So I think that whole idea, like, either you're first or you're nothing, I don't know where it stems from. And I think this whole, like, uh, competition can be too much. not first last. Yeah, Freaking yeah. <laughs> you know, you see that with parents sometimes getting on their kids. And, but I think on the reverse side of the coin, you know, I mean, it's, even though you did your best, that's great. I don't think it hurts people to try to strive to be better in a constructive way. I mean... No, I don't think... See, I, don't, I definitely don't think there should be, like, a... Just an overall participation award, trophy. Here's your ribbon. But there's nothing wrong. Like, some parents... You didn't get first. You could have if you did this. ...are too much of a prick when their kid doesn't do as well as they want their kid to do. They're living vicariously through them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you got to... You know, if you're going to sit there and tell your kid to be a uh, a gracious winner and a gracious loser, and but then be pissed off when they don't fucking get in first place. Yeah, they got to learn it, failure. You know, there's there's something there. You, you know, you, you your kid finishes 12th, you say, hey, man, nice job, you know, but, you know, there's always next time, you know. It, maybe you can place a little bit higher next time. It, but you did a great job. Should you do that, or should you just be like this, man? Like, I mean, I, I'm not saying, 
but with my kids, I don't know whether it's right or wrong, I was always like, you know, just for one, enjoy it. You gotta enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Secondly, it if doesn't you don't, it doesn't hurt to just just do your best and do while you're out there, and then you can just live with it. You know what I mean? Because not everyone's gonna get first. No. So that's if where you I, don't enjoy it, you're definitely not gonna get first. That's that's kind like. of my other side of it, though. Then why do we even need to hand out trophies if that's the case? Because why, why watch football all year long if you don't have a playoffs and you don't have a champion? Why strive to get better? I mean, I don't know. Is Actually, there I don't wrong? watch football. People do. <laughs> you don't, but I do. I feel like I feel like those. Good. Well, how would you get better? I mean, there's there's different games that you can play. There's puzzle games. There's things that actually yes. challenge your mental ability. Your you know your. So you're saying placate into what you're good at. I like basically. I like you know, I like games that 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 are brain powered kind of you know that help help you think when you've got a guy chasing another guy with a fucking football. There's not a whole lot of thinking that's going on there, other than seeing guys out of the corner of your eyes and thinking and for the for the spectator. Yes, because yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, bet different, man. I mean, like having played quarterback and linebacker, you you're right. running plays. It's right. a so strategy game going on for players. Okay, as well as the coaches. Too. Yeah, okay. Coaching is huge, especially like in the NFL. I I think that's everyone's a fucking superstar on every team, so it's coaching that comes down to more than anything. I think. Okay, so I guess people. Some people will probably get mad at me for saying that 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 uh, it's just kind of like a big meathead jack sport, you know. It's a it's a, a fucking feel that way, it's a fucking gladiator sport, man. It's like it's like boxing or any of these things. Like you, some I, yeah, I mean, like as a quarterback, I mean, I, I was shitty quarterback. I'm not. I was never like NFL, so I'm not saying that. But seriously, you look at things and you all of a sudden start to see patterns where like they're weak in this section or that. This person, this position's struggling today on the defense. You know, we want to capitalize on that. Like picking apart a defense. Th this outside linebacker on the, you know, on my right side, I can see that he's not right, or he's slow, or he's not quick off the draw. So maybe we should uh, try to hit like some stuff rollouts with the tight end, that kind of stuff. And there's look, there's look a for lot the of places. Achilles tendon, you know. Yeah. No. I. All right. So, yeah. Joe, even Joe Rogan would be pissed off at me right now because he's he talks about like, you know, he fucking does the MMA shit all the time and he I've heard him say in his podcast actually about how how real and raw people are in that form when they're in the fucking cage about to go after each other they're at, all thoughts at, out the window all man. thoughts out, they're at some of their realest fucking point everything else has shit been shed away you know and you're it's just it's you and the other person and and it's I, I don't know. I've never done so, MMA, but I mean I've done. I've like, never been I've in that situation guys. either. So I mean, I've done jujitsu and judo and wrestling and. Okay. I'll tell you what, man. You can. There's your brain goes out the window, but not fully. I mean, you will sometimes consciously recognize stuff, but I think that's one of those things where it's like repetition. Like it's you training. do something so much, yeah. it becomes a feel. Like yeah, yeah. something's a little light on one side, and you know, for instance, like wrestling, all of a sudden you're sweeping, and before you know it, your body has done it. I mean, I'm. I wouldn't say it's like pre-calculated as like a chess match, because yeah. in, ingrained like repetition puts yeah. things into your. It definitely embodies. You become reaction lots of times. Yes, you reaction. go into this weird zone where it's almost like you're watching yourself in a movie. Yep. Out of body. But you know, <laughs> we talk about this with the, with the participation with kids. But I think it's good to learn a little bit of um, failure. I mean. For one, you learn from it. We brought that up before. But what do you what do you do when you get in the real world? Like all of a sudden, you got your apartment, and uh, you got your first job. 
you know, it wasn't like when you were in high school and you couldn't, you know, make a class or your grade wasn't good and your mom bitched so much that the teacher passed you just because they didn't want you back. Oh, it's all I mean, on your fucking ass. Yeah. So your parents aren't going to be able to help you out. All of a sudden you realize, like, not everything is easy or given to you or possible. Because There's no participation in awards in real life. Yeah, you're fucked if you can't perform at a job. Welcome to the real world. They're going to hack you out. So, I mean, I think these are skills that can be learned not just through sports, but, like, letting kids fail a little bit. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, if you suck in bed, you're not gonna, you know, get a fucking participation trophy. Your your partner's just gonna be like, "Fuck you." <laughs> I don't know. I get a trophy every time, so. <laughs> participation trophy. That'd be that'd be sweet. I participated. <laughs> T-shirt. It it does kind of yeah yeah. I got my uh, my first place shirt on. <laughs> Special Olympics. Where'd you get that shit? For participation. Were you like in that movie with uh, the Ringer? <laughs> the Ringer. Oh, what was that Johnny Knox? That was actually a funny movie, and you know what? I like it because they did it tastefully. Like they weren't making fun of people with development disabilities. They actually were talking about how sharp they are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a great movie, though. Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch it. It's been years. <laughs> Do you realize? I, I don't know if it's that good, but. <laughs> I liked it. Do you realize how much he fucked his body up over over the Johnny? Johnny's oh, oh, Johnny Knoxville is a masochist. I read that he, he he pees like in a catheter still like they have, he has an issue when he broke his penis in that one episode whether that's true or not I don't know but like I wouldn't doubt it he's got issues with that um, all, those, like all, all those guys are gonna fucking be sore when they get old man yeah. there's no way around it they're, well they're all about not, the, the, um, the quality not the quantity yes yes Steve-O Man, I, that guy's fucked himself up so many ways. Yeah, but Steve-O's done good for himself, too. I mean, he's sobered up now. and Well, yeah, no he's doubt. He's become, like, an activist. And yeah, but... SeaWorld. Yeah. Yeah, that, that shit was funny. Yeah. What was that documentary with the whales? Was it Blackfish? Yes. That yes, was kind of yes, sad, yes, man. Yes, that was about the trainer getting killed. Yeah, so, like, they, they were... Then, well, yeah. they were treating just the way they treat the animals. Or the... Sorry, the killer whales... You know, that caused a lot of uh, controversy. Speaking of that, I was just reading the news yesterday. So uh, if you want to watch Barnum and Bailey's circus, you got to finish it up this year because they're no longer going to be using the animals in there because of all the backlash they've gotten. I actually went to a circus probably six or seven years ago, and it fucking did nothing for me, dude. That That's so... It's, it's really kind of weird to see those types of animals, like wild fucking animals right there in a little circle uh, being controlled by human I, it's not it's not right I don't think it's right if I want to if I'm going to view an animal you know I don't uh, zoos are even kind of a little really like, content, contention point see in the yeah wild I'd rather see it in their natural habitat. habitat dude definitely no I do like like I didn't think I would, but the Circus de Soleil. Right? Cirque du Soleil is I took my kids awesome. to that. That was so cool, man. I've seen a few different well, of their that's shows. more human no skills, right? Yeah, yeah. they're... Yeah, know, I've seen a few of those different... Trapeze artists and, yep. and stuff along that well, line. Well, it, it depends. Like, each show kind of has a different theme, but... Like the really is people with the ropes. Yeah. There's people that are just acrobats. And it was Art all forms. done... In, it was almost like a, a Broadway show meets... Circus. I'm not like a Broadway show fan, but there's there's a certain amount of like art to it. I mean, I don't know how yeah. else to say it. I mean, it was. I saw him down in Orlando, and it was it was phenomenal, man. Those the yeah, it's it'll be like the two strong guys holding each other up in weird fucking positions that doesn't look possible, you know? Like, right. Well, they're doing a lot yeah. of that stuff on TV it's now really, too. Really with, uh, oh, know, America's whole, Got Talent. Yeah, America's Got Talent. Yeah. You see 
so many amazing acts come out of that. I haven't seen it in a while, but every time I watched it, I enjoyed it. See, I don't, I don't have a TV. I mean, I have a TV, but I don't have cable or anything. I don't have cable. I just do Netflix. Um, just because I don't watch enough, but a couple times on TV, I don't even know the name of it. There's a show where, like, these people basically, like, it's almost like major parquet, or whatever, yeah, parquet, parkour. 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 Oh, sorry, parquet. Parkour and, like, rock climbing skills where they have to, like, challenge these obstacles. Like, it might be ropes or... I don't know, that's kind of neat, man. It's kind of like a version of that yeah, with American, American, American Ninja, Ninja Warrior. Oh, yeah, I think it was. Where they uh, had, yeah, so each yeah, section that's, that's is... That show blew up, man. It, it's a I just saw it for the awesome first time. How long uh, has it been on? Uh, uh, I'm guessing like three, three or four seasons. Probably four years. So I'm that associated from it. Four, I, I just years. saw it, I was like, this is cool, man. Is this a pilot? It actually <laughs> it actually started out in, in Japan, in the, the old Japanese, just Ninja Warrior that version was completely different than the American version. Like, you see, in the American Ninja Warrior, these guys, like, quit their fucking jobs and do nothing but train all year for this obstacle course. Whereas, in in Japan, when it was just Ninja Warrior, it would be, like, some 40-year-old fucking dad. And he's like, hey, hi! <laughs> <laughs> and then they like, factor or something to it? You yeah, there was like, it was just an average Joe. Is that, it's just average Joe. I'm sure that's like, marketing, but then that goes back to the U.S. competitive nature. I mean, we wouldn't be where we were if no it doubt. wasn't for it. Right. Yeah, but no, is yeah, it yeah, good yeah. or bad? There's a little bit of both, probably. Yeah. Double-edged sword. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, like Bart Simpson. Bart <laughs> participating in that. Homer. Homer. <laughs> Homer, yeah, Bart. See, I don't, I'm don't. i not that good on, on TV. Homer Simpson. Don't! Don't! So, yeah, these guys were just, like, they weren't athletic at all, or what? On the uh, no, not really. I mean, they they like it would show like a little snippet of like how they were. It would show like a little snippet of like how they were like training or something at home, and it would be like the backyard of their house, and they have like a little pegboard that they're fucking climbing up or something like that. But it wasn't like these guys that are going to the fucking gym three times a day. Serious. And yeah, and using the salmon ladder repeatedly to fucking go up. Like they, it was they, it was a completely and different take thing. American and dub it you know, over them and make it comedy as well. Like, he'd be like... <laughs> no, 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 no. You you're talking about, like, Most Extreme Challenge where uh, where it was, where it was like, people just kind of, like, running your... Like, they were, like, events that were set you up... your phone away. They were designed to... Was it mine? Might have been. So they're, they're like, tiny little um, courses that are designed so people fail. It's oh, right, pretty, right. It's pretty much what it that was. was. It's funny. Like, like there, there will be like one step that fucking just disappears when you when you jump on it. Mm. You know, like that. That's that's different. American punching Ninja bags coming out of the wall. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's more comedic than yeah. anything. But the the real like strongman test would be American Ninja Warrior. That's more of an actual. Those guys were badasses. Yeah, dude, they're fucking crazy. So I thought. Yeah, I couldn't do half, half that shit. They have crazy finger strength. They have like this tiny little ledge that they'll fucking hang on with their fingers. And, yeah, I, can't, I couldn't do that shit, yeah. man. It takes a lot of training. So, like, kind of back on the millennials, so this is something I wanted to bring up. It made me wonder, like, I watch people a lot, and I'm sure you guys do, but people I will get mad sometimes because I don't, I'm horrible about answering my phone. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Like, if it's next to me, I'll respond, but, like, I think I'll, it's stupid that people get angry about that shit. But, like, people get angry if someone doesn't respond instantly. I mean, I've had a few instances this this week where people have gotten mad because I didn't get right back to them. Or else I, I also saw these girls at the brewery and 
they'd put something up on Instagram or, or whatever, and then they were like, well, I, we didn't get much thumbs up on that. Like, it was almost like, there's like this self-worth. Yeah, dude, they look for... So is that the downfall of, like, not a specific generation, but maybe growing up with these things, maybe it's like this false front that people put on their... Yeah, you're looking for self-gratification. They're not technology. real relationships, though. No, they're not. No, it's... it's uh. It's amazing to me how how much people get upset when they don't get a hundred fucking likes on a picture of themselves that they put up on. Their, Expectations are completely different today for well, the, that's some a, of the years. Face, Facebook pages, they're, they're self-promotion pages. That's what they are, dude. It's just you're putting yourself out there and you're advertising yourself. It's great for something like a business. It's great for a business or something like Sharing that. Sharing certain things. Yeah, but yeah. I don't need to see someone's puppy every other post that they put up there, you know? That's great, you got a dog, but or I don't need to follow you your dog. You could insert baby in there, too. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's annoying. Like, I don't post everything we put up, because I get afraid that people are going to be like, all right, another fucking... Yeah. On my, pri on my private site. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's amazing that people are relying on um, likes for self-esteem. See, I think, like, when you go to a restaurant... And especially if you're a group of people, I can't stand sure. to go out and like one person's on the phone constantly. I could see like, okay, yeah, you got a babysitter or something like that. Well, set your phone to priority ring for a specific number. But um, I don't like when people sit there and they're kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what I mean? It drives me nuts when people take that. Um, I don't know, just like out to eat. Like, I was glad. Like this morning, the three of us went out to eat. For one, that's one thing. We're, we're actually interacting face-to-face. -face. Yeah. You get to talk. You get to visit with people. That's where people learn social skills. That's... We actually, I think, build meaningful stuff, not on the, like these little texts back and forth. And I'm not knocking texting because I mean I use it, but I, I, it's not my sole purpose for communication. I mean, we like get talking about stuff, joking, learn things about each other. Where I think people that do this all the time, man, that's like their only form of communication. Yeah. You don't ever see them like I don't know, like not a boss, or let's say you're you're waiting to go in to a dentist or something like that, and then you just. Uh, in the office, each person got their phone. They're not communicating. There's no real bond or establishment being created with mm -hmm. one another. I remember being younger, walking into a doctor's office waiting room, for example, and it was people turned to their neighbor, you know, having a conversation. It, it shit doesn't happen anymore. Not you lunch. Yeah. That makes me think of uh, something I was just reading the other day about uh, inflation of medical in, in uh, hospitals as far as oh yeah yeah you know, the services you get how it's, it's just everything is almost like scamish and just in the, in the medical field it's, yeah it's, all, it's, all the way around well, that's yeah. why our whole insurance yeah. thing's fucked here in the states I mean I don't know how right? yeah. I mean upwards of thirty dollars for a pill you know sometimes I think an it aspirin, should be uh, an aspirin yeah yeah government run in some ways maybe people would want to kill me but. If, if it was done properly, it could be abused. You fucking socialist. I know. It could be abused, <laughs> but, man, if, if there was, like, a guideline, like, this is how much an aspirin costs. You cannot charge more than $5. Yeah, put a ceiling on it. That's it. Yeah. It, it, it's, I mean, I understand there's a lot Some of insurances problems, do that, but... You know, involved that hot, the overhead's probably disgusting, but at the same time, I don't know, it's... Well, you were just talking about your son, uh was sick not too long ago. Well, it was, a couple, it was like two years ago. So my son, um, you know, he was 11 years old, comes home, limping a little bit. I'm like, you all right? And then uh, next thing I know, he's like, well, yeah, it's just my side. So I kind of kept an eye on it because I was thinking, oh, maybe appendix or something. But you never know. He, I'm like, asked him, did he fall or anything today or playing? He's like, no, no. 
So that night, he can't hardly move. By morning, he can't walk, and he's in pain. So we take him to the emergency room. They can't find anything. His appendix fine. Like, uh, you know, maybe stomach bug, this kind of shit. So I'm like, all right. So it goes on for like a day. And poor kid, like, can't get up to the bathroom. Looks horrible. So I take him to a different, well, same hospital. And they're like, no, I can't find anything. So I take him to a third hospital. They couldn't find anything. So they send us home. This is after, like, getting multiple scans and stuff of appendix. And we were in the emergency room. Spent all night there. So by this time, he just looks like shit. He's not him. And I knew something was wrong, so I took him to another hospital. And they still can't find anything. By this time, he's five days into it, hasn't ate, you know, like has no control over things. He's just sick as fuck, you know. So they're like, well, it's, we're not sure. We're just going to keep an eye on him. So I, like, kind of threw a little bit of, like, a sort of, I want to talk to the doctor and. You know, and I wasn't a dick, but I was just saying, like, I know something's not right here, and you haven't been able to figure it out in five days. I want to be on a list of being considered for, like, you know, Rochester, Syracuse, for, like, uh, Galasano's uh, Children's Hospital is where we end up going. It's like a teaching hospital, but through Syracuse University. So we got sent up there. They got us a spot, and we ended up spending, like, three months up there. So he got that, uh, well, they chalked it up to him. We're not sure, man. Uh, that enterovirus that was in the news a few years ago, it's like a flu-type virus. Mm -hmm. Where, like, kids were getting the polio symptoms and the weird stuff all of a sudden. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. It was, like, two flu seasons ago, two years ago. Maybe, like, 2015, I guess it would have been. Um, so we're sitting up there. Like, he did not eat for three and a half weeks. Finally, I'm like, you guys... And they wouldn't... Every day it was like, well, we're going to do a scan, so we're not going to put a pick line in. I'm like, you got to feed him. I'm like, so my son goes from 74 pounds to 57. Right, it's like 11. That's a lot. That's Yikes. a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. And, like, I'm thinking, like, is he going to die? I've had nurses come to me, like, private, and be like, you need to, if it was my kid, I'd be, I'd be, like, picking him up and taking him, or else I'd be throwing a fit. And don't get me wrong, but the hospital was trying to figure it out, but they weren't really sure. So we're in, like, the ICU. And then uh, it stems into, you know, they're doing all these tasks to chest and for virus. I'm like, okay, you need to send stuff elsewhere. So they went to Cleveland. They sent all this all his case studies, all his blood work, like to uh, Cleveland, the Cincinnati Children's Institute. Uh, there was a hospital in Pittsburgh. They sent it to um, all these different labs, and no one could find anything, man. Unbelievable. So we're freaking out. So they, they finally go in and they say, okay, his appendix is a little flared as his intestines is. So we're going to go ahead, with your permission, we want to take his appendix out. And I was debating, like, but I'm like, he's a, you also say his lungs are swollen. He's kind of doing like this autoimmune thing, like he's got fluid. I've been. I started having him blow on a device just to make sure that like his lungs stay strong. He was sleeping like twenty I hours. Can't imagine your hospital bill after this. Oh, I was nuts. So we we go on. He gets all these tests, and then all of a sudden I just start. Well, I was eating something from Tim Hortons one day. And he went to bite, and I gave it back to him. You know, and he just takes a little nibble, and then they were kind of mad at me for bringing him up. I kept getting him out of bed and making him walk like five feet, ten feet, and then I started taking him down the hall. Mr. Bond, are you sure? You know, I'm like just. So we started walking like 25, 30 feet, and he started getting his strength back, his food back, and then all of a sudden, after three months, he kicked it. And we went back like all the time since, and there's never an issue, and they're still not sure. He, whatever it was, he got so sick that he went into this full autoimmune state where like all his organs and everything were inflated. So long story short, they took his appendix out. They, they even took a little section where it was connected to the test, and they talked into that, and I wish I kind of would have in hindsight, but who knows? Maybe it did help. But we, he just snapped out of it, and then all of a sudden... Now he's back to normal, but but the bill was one point, a little over one point three million. 
<laughs> All said and done, I just laughed. My wife's like, "What?" I'm like, "I mean, it was one point two nine three." Yeah, 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 I mean, <laughs> when you get into those numbers, who cares? Bro? Did you get an itemized bill and all that? So yeah, we started getting stuff in the <laughs> mail. Well, yeah, but, but you were talking about this when you think about it, like the whole in inflation stuff. So there was doctors that were awesome, nurses that were awesome. There was doctors that came in and they sincerely cared, and you know they didn't like hit you up horrible. They were doing a legit job, but I had a few doctors that I don't even know who the hell they were. They just popped their head in and I'd see like the name tab. Let's just call it Doctor Smith. Yeah, I was just coming in to check. All I see your son sleeping. I'm like, yeah, do you have something for me? No, no, it was just uh, basically touching base, saying hi, and um, I'll see you um, next time I come through. And they do this like two, three times a day. Guys I'd had no dealings with. Thousand dollars. I found out them fuckers were getting like between two hundred and four hundred dollars. A little consultation thing that, that was getting written down on insurance. Less than a minute of consulting. But there was some doctors that came in on their day off, checking on them, never charged. You know, they never even half the time wrote down when they were in there because they, you know, they sincerely People cared. I'm not saying the other ones yeah. didn't care, well, well, but, but they were there for a, a paycheck for. <laughs> but they were raking in some money, man. Well, I mean, this this also goes back to, I mean, do you want do you want your doctor watching fucking YouTube videos before he does your surgery? True I mean, you, 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 you have to you have to pay for. I mean, they've they've got how many fucking years of schooling? They've got yeah, but they weren't they weren't they're just popping in. I I mean, it was different. If I wouldn't have objected to that, if they would have came in. Like, if have they, you noticed any difference in patterns today? You know, not just oh, I see you sleeping. Okay, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Four hundred dollars. Thanks for your money. Yeah. But there was some that you know, I gladly I would have paid anything, man. I know I gave my left nut. To have some doctors come in and you know try to figure out what was going. Sorry for the weird term, but but I've seen in dentists too. Like I've, I, yeah, I, this, this spot yeah. and two teeth, they're identical. It has it's actually a thing, just like a genetic thing where the teeth they don't have like a protection. They kind of always do the same thing. So I have this little pit. I've had it since I was sixteen. Like you gotta take it out. And I just let it be, and then it's been fine. Mm -hmm. And I've it's almost it. like a dry socket or something. Well, it's just a little spot. That's it. It's not even like cavity. So I've, I've gone to dentists and some would be like, oh, that's just like, and they would say whatever the term is, you're fine. And then there's other ones, we got to take that out immediately. You know, I've had some where you go and... Was it like an abscess? Like, are you, no, fucking, it's like, just are you like, squeezing shit out of it? No, it's just like, it's a spot that's like the tip of a pin that just is slightly darker, probably because I drink coffee and stuff like that. It's just a little little pet in the enamel. It's just like, okay. it'd be like a crater right. on the moon. It's just small. All right. Yeah. But it, I mean, this 18 years and there has never progressed but like other people are like we gotta drill it out take it that's why they tell you to get second third opinions on everything not everybody's uh you know diagnosis is spot on and as well as what they're trying to offer you for services sometimes they're it's a scam i mean even we'll in, get greg yeah our buddy greg who we work with uh had a root canal done on his tooth it cost him a thousand dollars for this and it was supposed to last up to 10 years well it didn't. It lasted like a year, and it fell off. But the thing is, within that year, the gentleman that did it died, and he cannot get it replaced because it was his work, and nobody else is willing to stand by that. Not even the place that hired him, you know, as their yeah. He can't dentist. go at. He can't go, you know, claim his guarantee, his tenure guarantee, and be like, "This fell well, off. We do it." SOL. Yeah, they're Shit they're like, work. "Well, the guarantee doesn't stand anymore because." guy who guaranteed it to you is gone. Dentist work's a weird subject, especially like when you compare that to uh, Dental out, work is 
out in other countries, like like in Europe, Scandinavia versus here, and each thing has a different viewpoint. But like some places don't even allow fluoride. That's just a whole different subject. And then yeah. we do. Um, some places, like I have one tooth that I got pretty much knocked out, like in a piece, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna pull it. And we're gonna put like um, whatever fake tooth in. It's way in the back. You can't see it." gotta have it your, your teeth can go crooked this and that and then i know other people from like sweden that's a dentist and they're like no that's not even a practice we don't do that we're not going to put that in your thing because you're you're actually introducing that up into your jaw which is right next to your your sinus cavity that's connecting with your bloodstream and yeah. you don't want that for i'm like well what's practice then there now unless it's something up for, it. for you know to look at they're like just pull it out and let it naturally heal. I mean, it worked for thousands of years for people. Why wouldn't it work now? Right. Versus putting a foreign object root canals into are your bad bones. For you, right. Yeah, that I they mean, yeah. most of the time end up in an infection that can actually end up end up in your heart, kidneys, uh, you know. Yeah, so in some countries, it's not even a con considered practice. And I'm not talking shitty countries. Some countries that have a higher ranked healthcare system than our own. Yeah. But I don't know what the answer here. is, man. It's I'm, big business here. But is what it does is. it go, I think it goes back to us getting the roundabout loop, man, going through the rabbit hole here, but basically, like, it's become such a business that sometimes I think there's absurd charges. Though I think we have some awesome um, healthcare in a lot of respects. So I, I know you have to have a happy medium to pay it. What's the happy medium? I don't know, but I kind of wish there was like this, this cap on everything across the board to keep keep things fair. There should right. be a ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know, like, I've gone to the, the doctor before and I've paid 50 bucks in cash for a visit. But yet, like, for insurance, they want to charge 150 And I even asked, and they're like, well, it's just because all the bullshit run around and gets kicked back. They're going to try to reject it, trying to pay it, then you got to refile stuff. So you just know you got that much clerical work. So I don't know what the answer to the system is, man, but it's definitely kind of scary. I don't think there is any answer to the system. I mean, if it, what it comes down to is, if if you have the money, you get the help. We're gonna do a quick break and take and do part two. But I want to ask you before we go. I mean, you had your motorcycle accident you talked about and other yeah. things. But yeah. do you know how much that cost? Uh, it ran me about eighty thousand dollars. Out of your pocket or total? What was the total cost without insurance? Uh, I, didn't ha I didn't have insurance at the time. So they just granted you out, helped you. Um, it was it was eighty thousand. It was around eighty eight thousand right off the bat, and then um, what happened is I went to some of the doctors that were working with me, and they reduced it. Yeah, they they personally themselves They'll do that sometimes. That's they, cool. They so personally is, themselves. Is it the doctors or the system then? Uh, it's a system. It, with, yeah, I don't. I don't think that doctors getting, you know, calling for this amount is too exorbitant. Like you're saying, it's a skill set. They might not even know. I mean, I, they're, they're probably caught, they're caught in the system. The doctors mind. were probably, it was probably their staff that actually had given me the bill on guidelines that were set forth by the doctor prior, you know. But, or the hospital. Or the hospital or whatever. But in this, in this case, I actually went directly to the guy who was working on me and was like, dude, cut me a fucking break here like I, this is crazy that's the hospital administration you know i mean i i i got it i got about thirty eight thousand dollars taken off of my bill in the end only had to pay about 50 out of pocket i mean it was fifty thousand dollars is still a lot i had everybody telling me i was like they're all like you know just fucking claim bankruptcy dude you can't claim i was bankruptcy in i was like bills. i was like 19 at the time or something and um and I get uh, somehow, some way, bankruptcy, uh, child support. But see, I, I don't, I don't know. A lot how, of doctors. I, are I don't know how it works, bankruptcy. but that, that's what 
you know, people were like just saying, you know, somehow get out of it. Your credit will be better in seven years. I, I hope but. we get it figured out. But I know for a fact one doctor who's did. tired of the system, dude, uh, that they're actually going to start what's basically like a health co-op. They're kind of finalizing this. And what that That's is, is they're going to take on, you know, for instance, I don't know the exact number. Let's say it's 900 patients. You pay like, whether it be like 200, 250 each a month. I mean, that's, they're making good money. They're yeah. not denying that. But they also have, like, an x-ray machine. They ha they can do uh, a certain amount of blood tests, that kind of stuff right there. You can go for any kind of visits. And it's basically, like, it's just unlimited for that. Mm -hmm. But what they can do. Now, there's certain things they're not going to be able to do for you. Yeah. And you're going to have to send you to, like, they probably can't afford an ultrasound. Care. Or not ultrasound, but, um, like, an MRI or something. They don't have the machine or the room, but. So, are they unlicensed practitioners? No, they're, they're actual doctors. Okay. But uh, the person that I talked to was basically, like, because we're thinking about looking into it a little bit, but they're like, well, this, the system's broke. You know, we don't want to be part of it. It's like, in order to do it, you have to keep up, and you can't really put any time to really devote to, to people to do what you really feel is necessary. This way they can kind of go back to, like, the old school practice, but yet they're guaranteed the income because everyone's paying every month. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's kind of a neat idea. It's like a, like a co-op you would do, like vegetables or any other kind of stuff. Vegetables, but with power, health. whatever, yeah. So, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Is there any closing comments you guys want on this one? Just before, before part two. We're going to kind of do this in two parts, this this podcast. and Anything? See you on part two. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs>